Welcome to Just Another Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. This week, we're doing the first The Poll List with Paul Eaton from Galactic Comics in Bangor, Maine. Uh, this week, we talked the top 10 female comic book characters in both myself and Paul's opinions. Uh, our lists have some similarities, but there are also some differences. Uh, they feature you know, Marvel, DC, independent comic book companies, small, big, large, whatever you, whatever you can think of. Uh, we talked how they impacted us uh, personally, how the comic book character relates to the movie characters, uh, and so on and so on. So this is a great, cool, new uh, addition uh, segment to Just Another Podcast. We'll be doing this every five, six, seven weeks around there and doing different top 10 comic book character or comic book themed lists between Paul and I. So please sit back, enjoy our top 10 female comic book characters uh, this is Justin, myself, uh, and Paul Eaton from Galactic Comics in Bangor. Enjoy, everybody. How's it going, Paul? Good. How's it going, Justin? I'm doing wonderful. Long time no see, right? I was in your shop last night. Yeah, I know. It's been ages. I mean, seriously, we had to pick up. Hold on. I think I have it here somewhere. I had to pick this up. Yeah. Right? The last Ronin. Did you read it yet? I skimmed it. And chances are, honestly, I, I'm a trade guy. I'll probably be reading it in trade. Yeah. I skimmed it because I had to know. I had to know what Well, here's the about. deal, though. I mean, if you wait till you trade, I mean, this could be – they said May could be the last issue. May or June could be oh, the yeah. last issue. That could be a long time. Oh, yeah. And that's common. That's the way I, that's the way I do things. So, it, it's you know, I live with it. I, I don't Just know why I like to read that way. Quick thing on it. I well, obviously no spoilers because I don't like giving spoilers out to any of this stuff, especially this kind of a thing. I mean, like, I feel like if I were to tell something about a comic book that we're going to talk about a character, if it's something about their origin story <laughs> and you haven't read it yet, none of my characters at all have been made in the past year. So right. <laughs> if right. they haven't been created in the past year, I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, you should already have done this research and read these yeah. comic books. So I'm not... I'm going to play the whole no spoilers needed thing. But so no spoilers for the, the last Ronin. However, I messaged Ben Bishop this morning and said, dude, every second I was reading this book, I was thinking to myself, this would be a badass TV show. The, the, just the darkness of it and, and the, the Frank Miller-esque of it and the, the artwork on it and the idea that you don't have to focus around one turtle with the idea that you could have yeah. like flashbacks to other turtles. Um, it's just really cool. The dystopian part of it and the end of the world kind of thing or the futuristic part of it would be a badass Netflix show that I think the Mandalorian fans and your old MCU uh, fans from Netflix, all those people would love watching it. It's pretty cool. I, so for what if you I do saw, read I it, it's it. worth it. But we're here to talk about comic book characters that are not the last Ronin because the last Ronin is not a female. This is true. Give that what, away. What, it's, may, not it's not Jenica. It's not Jenica. I'll tell you that much okay. right now. Maybe. <laughs> because they came up with the idea for the storyline many, 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 many moons ago, which Jenica probably wasn't even actually on a people's radar at that point. <laughs> no, I, I, I imagine it was long before that. Now, we'll give you spoilers on this. Cheers. That I don't have Jenica on my list either. So, uh, Me either. No. Okay. So the way that we're going to work, this is the first countdown top 10 list that we've done on just another podcast. Uh, Paul is lucky enough to be the first person. I was supposed to have um, Josh on his opening reopening week 
to talk movies. So that's when I would have figured out all the kinks on doing the top 10 lists. But <laughs> he was opening that. he was opening that week. So I told him I give him a break and decided not to do it with him and opted to go somewhere else with it. And so this is the first top 10 list we're doing. Um, we're going to do female characters. And so what I think we learned or we talked about off recording was the best way to do this so we're not sitting here for three and a half hours talking about comic book characters was to do, I'll read my 10 through 6. Um, and then Paul will read his 10 through six. Um, you can tell people if it's not obvious where they're from, I guess I could do that too. I'll tell at least where the, where the, um, publisher is. Um, okay. so I'll give you an example here. So I have Shuri is now my number 10 from okay. Black Panther on Marvel comics. I have a caveat to this that we didn't talk about. So it might be unfair, but I am picking her from MCU, not from the actual pages of a comic book. All right. So, because I think her character is badass in the movies, it's I've not really done as much research on her in the comic book. So, so, so everything uh, I've read with her in the comics, she is she is more badass in the comics than she is in the movies. Yes, and I but I think I think they're getting to that, and that's the not there's no benefit in Chadwick Boseman being dead. Zero benefit to that. But the no. benefit will be is that she may get a bar larger role coming up because of his passing. Right. So, right. hopefully, they go to that. Uh, number nine is Jane Foster. Caveat on that too is not the MCU version. <laughs> <Jane> <laughs> Foster. Um, I'm shocked. Wait a minute, what? But I said that because, um, first of all, oh, where'd my video go? Hello? My video went away. Hold on. I never had that happen. Hold on. There. That was weird. Nope, Okay, so I don't know what happened there, but I've never had that happen before. Um, Jane Foster as Thor. So this is uh, what if Jane Foster is for. So this is a controversial one. This is not her first appearance as Thor or not. Right, right, right. And I also love Jane Foster as Valkyrie. This is her first appearance of Valkyrie. All right. And I obviously love Jane Foster as Jane Foster, uh, <laughs> the original Jane Foster from Journey into Mystery 84. But so Jane Foster. Number eight is Gamora, but the MCU version of Gamora, again, I think she was paid, played well in the movies. So, Number seven so, is Angela from both Spawn Universe and both the Marvel Universe. Uh, Jean Grey is number six. Okay, so that's my top or top, okay. the bottom four or five, I mean. So Shuri, okay. Jane Foster, Gamora, Angela, and Jean Grey. Um, we can touch at the end if we end up having more time and there's some time to talk about it to bring up some of these characters into more depth. If you want to read your top ten or bottom five, I should say, uh, and then we can talk about them mixed together. All right, so so we'll go with my my bottom ones here. All right, so number ten is Scarlet from GI Joe, and uh, I it's kind of universal. I think the Scarlet in the comics is pretty. Uh, I don't know. I think she's more badass, honestly, in the cartoon series than she really was in the comics. But, I mean, she, she's tough in the comics, although I think she's more of, like, the love interest in the comics. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Erica Slaughter from Something is Killing the Children. Uh, that's a series I, am, I I love, and she is she is definitely tough in that. Uh, she's a really interesting character. I love that series. Uh, number eight is Princess Leia. And I would, I would go Leia comics over Leia 
movies. I love Leia in the movies, but I think in the comics, she's she's tough. She's in stand down. You know, she's. Uh, and again, seven. that's nothing against the people no. who you know. Rest no, in of peace. Yeah, but of course, of course. But the, you know, and, and realistically, the comics Leia is so hardcore, based upon the movie Leia and Carrie Fisher. It, they are one in the same. It's just you get so much more of her action in the comics than she do in the movies. She's so much more in depth, you know, to be fair. Um, so number seven is Jean Grey, who you had on your list as well. Mm-hmm. And number six, I have Spider-Gwen. Okay, so here's where it gets interesting. So first of all, if anybody doesn't know, um, which you should if you've listened to this podcast enough, is I don't read DC Comics at all. So right. there will be zero DC Comics characters on this list. Um, that is nothing to say that there are some superior and some great female. See, and there's some great female. We'll get to that, which is cool that you have some. There's great female characters in DC. I just don't read them, so they can't be considered part of my list. There yeah, are certain fair. things that I, well, you know, when I talk about the horror movies with Josh, I'm always like, Josh, your horror movies are way different than my horror movies because you like horror movies. I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. So I could give you my right. top 10, but they're not going to be the same as your drastically right. horror movies. Uh, hardcore, um, hardcore. So when you look at mine, you see that, that there's one, two, three, basically four and a half because Angela started in Spawn, moved yeah. to Marvel. That's a fun story. But um, yeah. So that's why you had to see that. So this one of the caveat. I wanted to give that caveat ahead of time too. I forgot. But most of mine are going to be from the Marvel Cinematic or Marvel Universe, I mean, because I'm a huge Marvel fan. Um, so this is where it gets weird because Spider-Gwen is in my top five. So I do have Spider-Gwen on my list and we both agree with Jean Grey being on this list as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say to quickly talk about our bottom five, which you say, uh, is, um, first of all, if I look at my list, a lot of them were created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, which is a pretty cool, because obviously that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jean Grey has a great storyline in the comic books. She does a, she's a great character as a whole uh, with the Dark Phoenix saga and all that stuff. However, they didn't do the greatest job in the movies. I did not Terrible. like her in the movies. Horrible so, in the movies. So, so can I throw out this – is, this is kind of funny. My Jean Grey really is X-92 cartoon series because I loved her in there as a child. I grew up with that. That's the Jean I think of. And every time there's a comic that she's more that relatable – I love it more than I do in some of the other series. And so with, and it's funny, I just was actually talking to my wife in the other room before we came on. There's a cool badass book that's like $38, 40 bucks on Amazon right now, but it's the history. It's a visual history and a story of the, how they created the, the early nineties X-Men TV series. Oh, nice. It, it looks badass. Like, it's really cool book. So I was like, God damn, I got to buy that at some point. But <laughs> another one of those things that I always look at, like comic books I read over again. Those right. kind of books, I feel like I'd read it, and then it would be a coffee table book that would just it's a coffee table book. us. Yeah, I mean, yeah I which is what, yeah, I mean, what it is. But, you know, and we're, we're in different stages of our lives here. But I, uh, I collected a lot of those style books back in the day, and now my oldest daughter has found that she loves looking through those. And she's, she's not huge, you know, here I am when I have a comic store, and she's not huge into comics. She's not all about them. But the fact she at least loves to look through those gives me hope. So it, I'm, like, so glad I have those. She's like, yeah, go ahead. You want to read this, Charlotte? Go for it. You want, you want Batman? Go ahead. Go nuts. 
and I guess if I was a, a, a struggling for space, that'd be different. I guess I could buy it and then hold on to it and then read it yeah. 20 years from now, 10 years from now, have <laughs> kids that read it, so on, or trade it in or give it to someone else. But I was just kind of funny. I'm like, 40 bucks, that buys so much other stuff. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. I wish yeah. I could oh, buy that, sure. you know, if it, was, if it was 10 bucks, I'd have it today. I'd have you buy it, for, uh, get it for me. Yeah, um, definitely. But the cool, so the only, one, only other person I really want to point out on my list, that my bottom five is Angela. Because of the mm-hmm. fact that that's a pretty cool, I mean, Spawn was my early day, really dark, gritty. Other people have other comic books, Dark Knight, all those things that are their dark, yeah. gritty thing. Spawn was that, I was a big, I'm a big Todd McFarlane fan. So him creating Spawn and having it, what, what did I pick up today? Three, or yesterday, 312? Yep. Three, 311. 311. 311. 312 comes out next month. Um, which is a pretty cool cover B, by the way. It's the one with the mm-hmm. skyline. Yes. Um, but that's next month. Um, anyway, that's next month. Uh, so, but Angela's days. cool because Angela was in Image Comics in Spawn from 1993 basically till 2000, mm. and then there was a 13 year gap where she didn't appear in any yes. uh, media, and then she became Thor's long lost sister in 2013. With uh, so this is I have the comic books. I pulled them out. This is Angela's nice. first appearance in Spawn. But I'm jealous. Then, I should have. I should have done this. It had some like visual. And then I have this, which is the black bag variant, or the bag. It's in the. It's, it's in the bag still, so I never took it out of it. But this is her first appearance, Age of Ultron number ten, when she mm. became to Marvel. But that was because Neil Gaiman. Gaiman is that his name? Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Neil Gaiman. I always forget his name. Um, that's because he thought he had. There was a whole battle between him and Tom McFarlane over the rights and so on and so forth. The court eventually decided that he owned the rights to Angela. And a few other characters, and then he took Angela and sold it to Marvel, and then now Marvel owns Angela as a character. So it's a really weird thing because it's totally different universes that she actually created yeah. and was, you know, so given I, I have birth, and then now she's over in a different comic book series. It's really cool. That's why I think it's pretty cool about her because I love Marvel, and I love Spawn. Those are like my like every week, yeah. every month, I buy Marvel comic books and I buy Spawn comic books from your shop, and the yeah. fact that they're in, they were at one point in both. Um, realms, which is pretty cool. So now I have a question here because I I was reading the Guardians of the Galaxy series, and that's where I first saw Angela, and I thought that was her first appearance was in Guardians of the Galaxy when the Guardians find her floating in space. Technically, uh, it's according to the interwebs, her first appearance was in Age of Ultron number ten. Okay, all right, that's interesting. Um, let's see. The best thing is my new setup here. Which is a little different than the last time you were on. I noticed you got yeah, you got um, a different backdrop. I was gonna comment on that. Uh, Angela, first Marvel appearance is that I have a different camera that's further away, so that I can actually use my computer. Um, nice. Yep. Age of Ultron number ten, Marvel Comics, June two thousand thirteen. Interesting. Uh, hmm. Multiple places, but um. I wonder if she first appears there as like the entry. I I don't. And then the Guardians find her. Floating through space. As you can see, she's still in the yeah, black yeah, have, poly bag. Yeah. So I don't I have never read this comic book, which is really stupid because I own Marvel Unlimited on my iPad too. So tonight, which I'm probably gonna do after we do yeah, as I'll probably get on there and read it because but yes, you're right. Because what you we're a big comic book fan, obviously. Some no, I'm stupid, not really I, I don't really do much with them. <laughs> so some of the stupid appearances are like, oh my god, look at that, they're in the background. 
yeah. on the last page of the comic book, and you're like, that's yeah. not a first appearance. Cameo appearance, first appearance, yeah. You get a lot of gray area in where someone's first appearance comes to. I honestly think I sold it, but I had uh, the first appearance of Rocket Raccoon. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's not – if you go back and you talk to diehard Rocket Raccoon fans, it's not Incredible Hulk. It's in the Marvel previews oh, that came out. Okay. The, you know what I mean? That's, so like, man, that's, that's a hard sell. Yes. I mean, previews are previews. Like, it, it, and that's true. And there's some other ones that people are talking about recently, too, with, like, uh, Venom's son was in the previews. And there's, there's all a couple other yeah. – like, there was a couple other recent ones where it was, like, technically, no, it was in the previews. But I'm like – and that's why a lot of times now I keep the previews. I have a box that I just throw, like, previews in and, and put – I have an extra bag for it. I throw them in there and put them in the box because I'm like, you never know when case. someone's like, yes. Because, I mean, I guarantee yeah. you no one decided to keep these previews. And I think the most collectible things out there are going to be the things that no one thought to collect, just like you, the original comic books. People are going to so throw away. Off topic, did you see the uh, – and you, you were talking about Spawn earlier. The uh, – what was it? Off the Street Price Guide that came out that had Spawn and Spider-Man on the same cover. And it led to all of this crazy – people were trying to order this book left and right because – it was like the first Spawn and Spider-Man cover ever or something. And, oh, it could lead to a Spawn-Marvel crossover. I'm like, what the hell? Like, guys, you got to get a life. Like, okay. stop so interneting. Stop. First of all, far. you're smoking way too many drugs if you think that Marvel <laughs> and Image are ever going to do something together yeah, with no, those two characters. Like, no, that would be like, the yeah. – <laughs> tell you what, if they do that, I want 10 copies. Can you order me 10 copies? <laughs> Hold on. Let me put you down for that right now. <laughs> So that's fun. So that, that's a cool top characters. I like it because you've got a G.I. Joe character in there. You've got yep. – who? someone's killing the children. Who publishes that? Yeah. Uh, that's Boom Comics. Okay. So that's see, that's badass. So, like, you have yeah. Yeah, you some more yeah. smaller comic books things, yep. which is pretty cool. Um, a lot of things is pretty cool. I will tell people I read Star Wars comic books nowadays and also mm -hmm. I've read them for years. They are some of my favorite comic books. I honestly will say out there. So I'm sad that I didn't even think of Princess Leia. She'd probably be number right. 11. Um, but I'll tell you right now, this, the comic books are almost as good, if not better at times, than the movies. I, I agree. I have fallen in love with the Star Wars comics. And I, I literally have only been reading them now for maybe a year, somewhere in there. Um, I just never was – I wasn't big. I'm, I'm still not – I like Star Wars. I'm not diehard into it. It was almost like I needed something fresh to read, and I kept seeing so many positive reviews for it that I said, well, let's try that. And now I'm like, I, I'm hooked. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. And I keep wanting to, like, drift around because there's so much out there. Star Wars had the Dark Horse era, the Marvel era. There's a lot to pick from. And it, now they great. have, what, Vader comic books right now? They have the base yep. one. They have Bounty Hunters. And they have one that I think in five years, if we do this podcast again, might be on my list as well as Dr. Afra. Like, yep. And I think when she gets her own series on, on Disney Plus, which I think is in the discussions right now, is giving her her own series on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think that her her uh, likability and yeah. popularity is, which if anybody wants to get on the ground floor, I don't want to have a bidding war over you, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Paul on the back wall at Galactic Comics has the first appearance of Dr. Refra. You know, there may well, there may just be one sitting out there. Yeah, I, I almost it. bought it on that last night. I literally, when you're like, someone needs to buy something off the wall, I'm like, shut up. Like, right <laughs> now, shut up. So we'll have to have a discussion. If it's still there, I might be interested in the first I mean, appearance of Dr. Afro. As um, of recording right now, he's still on the wall, but you know, I can't make any promises. <laughs> so um, we'll do 
one by one now for the next five. I have okay. – I'll go first. So Scarlet Witch slash Ma Wanda Maximoff is number five for me, okay? So, okay. again, I honestly think for most of these five, a lot of them could probably be swapped, interchanged. Like, it's hard when you get down to trying to pick what your favorite person is. When we mm -hmm. do the villains episode, I'm pretty sure I know where my number one villain goes. But, like, oh. other than that, there's, like, a, like, again, and that's kind of why I did 10 through 5 or 10 through 6 all at once. Because, again, how hard is it to decide to say, oh, no, there's 7. Nope, there's 6. No, there's 8. Like, let's be honest. So, by the way, so, yes, I am, I am, I am pouring beer. Um, no, you're good. Um, so, Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff. So, I'll give a little history. I mean, he, she's old, like, old, but, like, historically from Marvel, she's one of the first female characters that came out in Marvel. Yep. She was back in X-Men number 4. Uh, again... Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, creation. Um, yeah. And I think she's one of the ones that just transcended and went from awesome in the comic book to awesome in the movies. I think there's one of those things, one of those small number of characters that I really want to see the future of her character in the movies. But also, because okay. I, I, I think she has progress, like she's not the best person in MCU, but she has that strong, powerful, independent woman. Like, it's hard yeah. for us to say. We're two males here to see. But, like, when right. I look at her, I'm looking at her and going, she's, like, a strong, independent woman that basically says, don't hold me back when when, yeah. when uh, Iron Man tries to keep her at Avengers uh, facility and not let her go out, like, let her do her own thing. She's right. also caused, caused a lot of problems in the in the Marvel Universe with, like, House of M and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but she's a cool character in my aspect. I think she has that. I all think right. it's also cool because you look at her costume from the comic books. It looks like she has a cheesy Halloween costume on. Yeah, bad, yeah. Yeah, that, the original costume is, is just terrible. And then right? you will see her in the movie, and she's got a little bit of something showing. Right. Like, it's like, okay, you definitely sexualized her 100%. Very but, much so. But I think number five for me is Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch. All right. All right, fair. And, and I'll be interested to see where she goes in the MCU. I think they could have put more of her on screen to make her more interesting. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. All right, so my number five, and she's down the list from I, – I had so honestly, I had the hardest time getting my list organized. Mm -hmm. I got out ten, bang, and then it was like, well, where do they fall? And, and I made the list a lot on how do they affect me, where do I like them, where do I read them, all of this, right? So my number five is Wonder Woman. So we talked about you don't have any DC. Yes. I go Wonder Woman. Um, she's an amazing character. There's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of interesting story arcs with her. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love her in Blackest Night. Um, I have a complaint with Wonder Woman that I own several different major story arcs, Wonder Woman itself story arcs, and I'm always disappointed with them. I always buy them, I'm always disappointed with them, but if Wonder Woman is in a story arc, I can't get enough of her. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, she is just, she's, she's tough, she's badass, she's... She is, I mean, she'll stand up to anybody and anything, and she always fights for, you know, what she's believing in, um, but when you go to some of the Wonder Woman books, I don't know, there's just, it's just, I'm not feeling them. Um, Rebirth is probably one of the better ones that I've, I've read lately, but a lot of them are, uh, I'm always a little disappointed with, so I almost think maybe that's why she dropped the five. And it's funny because it's almost like someone's like, here's the reins and draw and, and create cool Wonder Woman stories. And people yeah. are like, oh, I don't know what to do. But then someone's like, well, they're a B character in your story. They're like, fuck, yeah, I can make a badass Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, yeah, right, yeah. Like, it's I always it's funny how you say Wonder that. Wonder Woman in something. So here she is, and you're like, man, that's amazing. 
But what, you're right. When they have the reins, it's like, what, what, what am I what supposed to do? Um, I was really excited when New 52 started. Um, and I, I immediately grabbed Wonder Woman New 52. And to me, it, it's a lot of random gods that are in multiple shapes and forms. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't come through to me well. It's like, so Thor. I love Thor when he's fighting humans and regular villains. I don't really love all the crazy outer space, deep god style stuff. And I feel like Wonder Woman has the same problem. Because yeah, Wonder Woman is almost a female Thor to the DC universe, right? She's godlike. She's above your regular level. Um, she's ancient. You know, she's from a different race. There's all these things that go into Wonder Woman. Um, I will give her credit because the MCU Thor 1, if you want to compare those, Thor 1 and Mar- mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1. Yeah, right. I, I'm not a huge DC fan, but Wonder Woman one versus Thor one is like. <laughs> yeah, of course you're so you're so far off in time too, because Wonder Woman is so has been yes. along around for so much longer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking like in the World Wars, Wonder Woman was there. Um, but it, also, if you want to compare um, origins that make any friggin' sense, Thor, fine, he's Asgardian. We're yep. done, right? There's no more. Wonder Woman is like, well, was she made out of clay? Well, did her mom have an affair? Where, where does any of this fall? Like, the origin story is just a disaster because it's so old. And But so, she is, again, a strong, independent woman. I feel like that is a very, role like that. If we were to sit here, um, I don't remember. Do you have daughters? You have a daughter, right? I have three daughters. You should, I was going to say you have daughters. So yep. it's a Wonder Woman comic book is something that a young – female can look at and go this is a strong person this is not yes she yeah. is in scantily clad clothing because that's how males drew women in back in the day but right. uh or i should say back in the day now they do too but, now, um, now now there's still quite a bit but it's there's a strong woman personality there that is really good and the movie like i said the movie was great and she was good as she the difference between your your comic book side and your um movie side is that she was great in the justice league and she was great in the movie so it's like yeah. her own movie but it's, yeah, it's really it, cool I, to see I that would, aspect of it too i dare to say her standalone movie may be my favorite dc movie that's come out in, in modern in, in recent times you know if you draw like agree to nine from my childhood or you know whatever i i would say wonder woman is probably my pick for the strongest one um I don't know. I loved it. It was fantastic. So that's awesome. So I'm glad you had that because again, I think if I had to pick, if you told me I had to include a, so we're going to talk big threes, maybe your big fours, you right. know, your image, your IDWs, your dark horses, all those things, and your Marvel and DC. You have to like spread it out more. You can't have mostly a Marvel. And I had to go into DC. The DC character that I don't know much about, but would say was one of my favorite, is Wonder Woman because of the fact of me seeing the movie. So I have yeah. enough contacts in that aspect of it to say that she would be in there. So if I had to include a DC character, likely it would be Wonder Woman. Also, my mom loves her to death, too. So just to pander to my mom, cool. I would yep. – <laughs> she doesn't and, know anything about her. She just likes Wonder Woman. She was one that I almost – she I would have had a higher on my list because you think, like, like, really, if you want strong women in the comic world and just simple, badass women, Wonder Woman has got to be one of the top. But like I said, because I read and I've, and I've had so many letdowns from books, I, I kind of like, all right, she, she came down the list some, but. And that, which is great. And I love this. Like I said, one of the cool things I think about this one uh, compared to some of our other ones we're going to do with these top lists is that we're going to have some disparity because of the mm. fact that, let's be honest, there isn't that many amazing drawn and created women characters in 
mainstream comic books right. to create a list like this. When I go to say, you know, we probably won't do one that's based on male characters. I think with the male characters, because there is so many of them, that oh, I think God. we'll do a villain's yeah. character. Uh, we'll do a hero's one. We'll do a, not, you know, those kind of things. So to yeah, kind yeah. of have different cool lists. But um, you know, I never even thought of doing a female villain. And I, I, here's the thing. I like Googled because I didn't know. And I'm like, wait, because mm. I'm trying to create these lists ahead of time. I'm trying to plan for the future for us to do things so we right, can make right. some plans so that I can say to you, these are the next three lists. Create your lists. Yeah. And maybe your 10 ones on some of these lists, there's a villain that you're like, well, I'll just take him off that because I'll put him on this other list so that you can at least talk about him and know that, you know. Right. But um, is that I try to Google. There's n- the problem is there's never been, at least in Marvel Universe world, there's never been a unbelievably outstanding, really off the charts that would, that would beat out my non-villains in my point. Right. Because there and, are and some good like- ones. And I read so many different things, and I didn't think of one. That's to so, say, there are some good ones that 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 I remember. I mean, our favorite movie for Taylor and I to watch is Thor Ragnarok. I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say Hela. So, so Hela has that character aspect to her, and she has that history. But I don't think she's better to me than my top ten. And so that's yeah. why I, you know, that's why she didn't make it. But like. Agreed. Agreed. You'd have to almost force a villain in there, in my opinion, for females at least. You, yeah, I, I think way. you're right. I think you're right. So, okay, so strong eleven could go into hell. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, know. there's times, and you can make an argument. There's times that Scarlet Witch is a is a villain. So. Oh, very much. I mean, I mean House <laughs> of M is. I Which mean, is unbelievable. Insane. If anybody wants to read that, Brian Michael Bendis is one of my favorite authors of all time. Not just comic books, my favorite authors. And House of M is one of my favorite series. So we will talk about story arcs at some point. It would be cool. Oh, and that's might, cool. Yeah. We might. Because I don't know many story arcs in DC and things like that, I might do – it forced us to do top maybe five Marvel story yeah. arcs just so we could do it that way. But Oh, come on. Oh, you're killing me. So I'm just saying, like – and maybe we'll do one that I just – you talk about your top five and other things, and then I just discuss with you. But um, yeah, yeah. number four for me, again, I'm going to go Marvel, um, Jessica Jones. So Jessica nice. Jones to me um, is cool because she's not a superhero anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like she's not, she yeah. has superpowers. It reminds me of one of my favorite shows that ever became on regular network television, which was Heroes. And the idea that Heroes people had powers, but not superpower names. <laughs> so right. it's like, yeah, you're yeah. just a powerful person that is a, I mean, if you had superpowers, would you call yourself Galactic Paul? No, you'd probably just be Paul with the right, right. And so right. with Jessica Jones, I know she was Jewel and other characters, Power Girl, Power Woman, whatever. There was other personas she had, but she just runs Alias. She's an investigative person who yeah, has happened day, to have it. super strength and, you know, fly, and she has those superpowers. Um, and then also, uh-huh, Brian Michael Bendis, um, with Alias, the dark grittiness of her, like the aspect yep. that she's, she is someone that will swear. She is like – you know, Max Comics did this great job with this alias number one uh, with creating her. But, like, she's a powerful woman. She She's gritty. Um, she also, I mean, Kristen Ritter, I think, did a great job with Netflix and her personification of Jessica I, Jones. I would say it may be my favorite Netflix series uh, for, for the Marvel stuff is Jessica Jones. I absolutely love it. My wife and I watched it. Uh, it, it put her character on the map for me. But... I haven't found anything in re- which I haven't read a lot of Jessica Jones, right? I usually get her in other story arcs. And in which I will say, arcs, the newest one, it was last year. 
I think it was last year. I have in my other my, in my long boxes, but there was a great Jessica Jones series that ha- that came out last year. I believe it was. They only did like I think up to ten issues or something like that. They didn't. They canceled it. Um, but that series was great too. That was her as her life with her and married to Luke Cage, right? And having what the hell? Hey, we're gone again. That is so weird. I'm here, but that is hey. I've never had this happen before. I wonder if it's like a new camera. Oh, probably. Um, but I turned it on a while ago. It may be overheating, but we'll, we'll deal. Excuse me. But her life with Luke Cage, and she's investigating a disappearance of someone or so on and so forth. But it's cool because you got the you got the investigation part of it, but you also the superhero part of it. And the fact that if I was a young or a woman, I could relate to her because she's a normal person that's dealing with normal things. Again, yeah, that aspect of it. So I thought Jessica Jones is a personification of all the non-superhero superhero has that like csi part of it and i don't know something about jessica jones just draws me in so she was number four for me i think in the mcu my favorite part of the fact that she's she's a hot mess like she's a superhero she's a hot mess like her life is just completely screwed up like she's she's an alcoholic she just like she's a mess and that's my point the darkness to it like the actual realistic because i mean if you think about some frou-frou bubbly way that comic books can be created and then you get this dark grittiness that they can do um in 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 giving her real life problems they kind of do that with tony stark with alcoholism but it's like they touch on it like she is like in drawings and in movies like drinking bottles of liquor and it's like okay she's a real human being that's dealing with the idea that what would happen to you if you had superpowers like you'd have to deal with like the power, the responsibility, the problem. Because they show you it. a lot of them saving people's lives, but let's back up a second. We love comic books because they're not real. If they were real, you also probably would accidentally drop people more right. than uh, than not. So she's almost giving that personification of something. Yeah. that you didn't save anybody and then she'd drink her yep. problems away or something like that. So that's why I think she's pretty cool because she's like not perfect, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, so nine, my number four is Captain Marvel. And um, this is the comic Captain Marvel. Um, the, the MCU one is fine. I, I don't, but to me, I, I love Captain Marvel in the comics. Um, she's she's strong. I think she's an amazing role model in the character. Um, there's a lot of great nods to her and her um, her true power over um, so many other characters out there. Like she can go toe to toe with Thanos. I mean, it's like incredible. But she still cares about the everyday life. Um, there's a great series. I think it was in the Marvel now era, if I remember correctly, where she comes back from everything to take care of a long-term friend of hers that's dying of cancer. Um, you know, and here she is, she's, you know, Carol Danvers and she can do all of these things, but she can't help her friend really besides be there for her. And then you get some of the other story around that. That's great. Um, there's another Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel series where she, um, it starts with her going back through time and not really having the power so much, more so being around powerful women and seeing the effect that that has. And that's the story arc that I recommend to, um, any young readers I get that are, you know, young girl readers, uh, that are looking for something. Or if I, I get a lot with parents that are like, what would be something good for my kid to read? And if they have a little girl, what's something that's good for my little girl to read? You know, it's a specific you know, they're looking for strong female roles. And um, I, I love Captain Marvel. It's great. 
Uh, I first started getting more and more into her character through Guardians of the Galaxy, which we can discuss some more. I read mm-hmm. um, and, and absolutely love Brian Michael Bendis' Guardians of the Galaxy. It's fantastic. And um, and she was great in that. So, so number four I will for me, say one of the things, I mean, it's, it, we are, we talked about that there's the combo characters, obviously not the same as the, the MCU or the movie characters. Um, mm. The movie character for me has kind of turned me off in a little bit. It was one of my honestly like, I, least favorite Marvel movies. However, I think it did a lot of people, a lot of people. And I, I let my wife influence me a little bit on this too, is, uh, so she doesn't like it a lot either. So it helps me not like it. But <laughs> my biggest thing is, is she's too powerful. And that's why I didn't mm-hmm. include her on this list. Super, so my Superman, biggest thing is Superman problem. Exactly. And so when I told you about Jessica Jones being a real person and real like dealing with life shit, I feel yeah. like with, with Captain Marvel, it's like she never has to deal with that. And it's the same thing. One of the only yeah. faults I find in the MCU movies where it was like she could sing, single-handedly defeat Thanos and right. she comes out of nowhere and saves the world. So it's like that's the reason why I would not conclude her on my top ten list. Not that she's a bad – I just think that I'm turned off because they gave her – all of the bags of tricks and it, right and so that i understand what you said about strong female role great for young readers that all makes sense so if we did 15 yep. she'd be in that and that's that yeah. that you know it's just the idea that she is all powerful it, it, it is yeah. part of the problem i did with, with thor thor is probably not one of my favorite characters for male characters because again he feels too powerful like right you know the Hulk gets beat at times. Even a mortal Hulk gets beat at times. Yeah. I don't remember times where Captain Marvel's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> like, right? Yeah. But yeah, usually, usually she's she's whooping somebody, and there isn't a whole lot of of problems around it. There isn't a lot of question on whether she's gonna make it through the battle or not. You know. So I, I excellent number that, four. Definitely. Excellent number four, though. I know don't have an argument on that. I'm not gonna tell you to put your not put her in your top ten. Um, but again, she's too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is bad for me to say bad things about Marvel people, but so number three is not Wolverine because obviously he's a male. Wait, Do you have any connection Wolverine? to what this comic book is? Oh my you god! You remember? And I, and I remember that issue, and I'm trying to remember the key to it. That's not the 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 first X twenty three. Yes, right? it is. Okay, that's the the, the first X twenty three. X twenty three. Oh, it's not. That was just. That's technically not. And that's one of the arguments in there that's, because the, yeah, the yeah, test yeah. tube, the test mm-hmm. tube says X twenty three on it and so on. But yeah. number three for me, and it honestly got bumped up when I'm thinking back on this, with the actual portrayal of the character um, by Daphne. What's her name? Daphne. I don't have it right here. I had it right here. I deleted it. Oh no, Daphne Keen. In the movie Logan. She was fantastic. She was she she's just like small young girl who A, they cast her because she spoke English and Spanish, which is what they wanted. Mm. Someone that young who could act. She was fierce. Like there's this scenes where she's just kicking ass. And oh, I'm just hardcore. like, oh my God. Yeah, um, hardcore. But, but then if you look at her in the comics, I don't have it right in front of me. I actually have it up here. So you got your X twenty three thing. It's I don't like um, the idea of just making comic book characters into females. Like yeah. I think we should create characters that are based around. Me. If you look at the list we have right here, how many of these lists of people were created the female version of something else? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're talking a lot of these characters were females to begin with. 
yeah, they created great role. characters. So yep. I'm not a big fan of making a female character out of a male character, but I also I like the idea that the creation of X-23 to me um, was pretty sweet and having her have some different, you know, the, the spike in the, in the foot on the movie and stuff yep. like that. Like those kind of things are pretty cool. I will say that I probably like her more because of Daphne Keene's acting in that okay. movie. I mean, that movie is probably one of my favorite non-MCU Marvel movies is Logan. Yep. Um, and so that's part of how it pushed it up so far. I bet she would be number seven on my list if it wasn't for how awesome that movie was with her in it. Um, but also the idea that this, like, again, NYX or Nyx or how you want to say it, like that grittiness of those comic books, I don't know, mm. something about the darkness of it that helps, you know, pass it through and make it more uh, something. She was actually created, and I didn't know this until – because I've been looking for a, a, NYX 3, which is her first appearance. Her first appearance, yeah. Technically, her first appearance is not in a comic book. Can you think anywhere else where her first appearance would be? Let's put this there. It's not in a comic book. It's animated. It's animated. TV okay. show. Not, right. X, not X-Men 92 and X-Men early 90s. Yeah, yeah. X-Men Evolution. Okay, so you know that's where I was leaning towards was X Men Evolution, which I have not really watched, Me but I either. know that that series was a large, encompassing series. So, um, and so like to me, it was like I didn't remember her from that, but I was laughing because I'm like, now it makes me want to go back and watch. Like after like doing some little research, like yeah. going, oh, now I want to go watch. I think it's it, on Disney Plus. Disney I Plus. I think yeah, it is I'm on Disney sure Plus. On we'll have to watch that. Yep. I'm writing myself a note. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I, I think yeah, it's a good so. call, and I I almost had Laura on my list. I I love I love the character. Laura um, Kenya. I I've read the all new X Men, um, and she's great in that. There's a lot of like, it's funny the little inside jokes of the idea of a girl Wolverine, like because she has the same personality as Logan. I mean, she is she's a clone, you know, but she's also the daughter, you know, officially like she had a horrible upbringing, but then she considers Logan her father and was raised by Logan. So you can imagine the terror of a girl version of Logan. <laughs> it also makes just, me laugh because of how, like I said, we're, we're in a comic world led by men mainly. Hmm. So they do sexualize a lot of female yep. characters and so on. And if you look at that, the way that, that statue is created yeah, and so sexualized, I'm like, you know what Harry Wolverine is? And then a probable... <laughs> clone of how uh, a female clone of wolverine would probably have a mustache mm. no like let's be honest here like right you're doing right. some dna sequencing and all that stuff to make it so there's a perfect right. character like a clone of wolverine and a female character like, would be a hairy individual it would be a very very hairy individual yeah it would be the bearded yeah. woman so let's be yeah. honest here but like it, it, you know that that last sequence of genes are like wait a minute drop that yep. let's not <laughs> Accidentally, she's bald and has no hair at all. <laughs> no eyebrows. It's actually a wig that she's wearing. But so that's my number three. Right, so number three, very strong. I like it. So my number three is Storm, like, um, leader of the X Men. You know, in, in numerous different times and in battle and this and that, you have Storm as the leader of the X Men. Um, I, I loved um, growing up as a child. Her her claustrophobia. Um, I don't know why that drew me to her. Probably because I'm claustrophobic. But the fact that it was one of the first times I saw a superhero that had a weakness that was a real-life weakness for people, um, you know, it, and um, I read some different books. I actually read – she, she's in a novel. I read a, a series, an X-Men series of novels, and it talks about her enjoyment of flight and how it's like 
it's like a part of her like life it needs to happen she has to go fly and and it was amazing in the books to read that um the experience of her uh going out there and it, it's like breathing to her it has to it has to be part of her daily routine um and, and i just love storm to think it's an awesome power the ability to control weather is so strong um so to me, I, I had Storm up on number three because it really the leading X Men to me moved her up my list. I was like, okay, she's, you know, she's got to be up high. And it takes it back to the early '90s X Men cartoon too, as well, because she was in that. She's part of that character. And she's, she's part, part of that, yeah. part of that too. And they did do a little bit of oh, they did okay casting in the movies with her. Halle Berry was. Yeah, eh. Halle Berry was. Yeah, it was. And I understand I at the time. It was honestly, like, they probably could have gotten better finding an unknown that was more looked more like Storm, had more of like the Storm accent and, yes. and all of the things that she is than Halle Berry. But at the time, Halle Berry was a big draw, it was a big name to bring in. Um, and, and they did a good job with Halle. It was, you know, her powers looked good. She, you know, she looked the role well enough. But um, no, it'd be interesting to see that done now in, in a it, fresh it, take. It would have been done differently because I think the, the Marvel Studios helm now are looking for more not the unknown people, but the people that are semi-known. And so right. it probably would be someone that is not – like maybe it's been in a, a quality TV show or maybe a right. secondary character here and there, but not trying to find the, find the supermodel star right. actress the, the in name, Hollywood. The yeah. name factor. Have to have the name factor because I think, you know – in. And I get it. Sony probably was uh, hesitant, a little nervous on how well they were going to be able to do these things. So let's have big names because if anything else fails, at least we have big names. Correct. So, so and it, but, you know. but, but if you look back on comic books, if you go comic book side, excellent choice because she's up there uh, in that aspect. And it's again, I changed. We talked. We this has been like what two months in the making for this episode. So we talked say, yeah. a while ago about this, and I've created lists before. I have lists that I've done blogs for before and all that stuff. And things have always changed because mm-hmm. a, one of the best thing about comic books is that they continue to make comic books. So right. at some point they can't get old. There is old man Logan and old man quail and all that stuff, but like yeah, they, yeah. they, that, they, that they have to recreate these thing, comic yeah. books over and over and over again. So there is editing of the stories that might go, Oh, this is a badass version of this character, and that yeah. makes you love that character more. So, if I were to sit down and watch all of the '90s X-Men cartoon, she probably would have been in my top ten list. But it's like I don't read enough of her and understand. I don't right. have enough of her to under to, to really be like, okay, yeah, she's up there. So, great choice, no complaints there again. And honestly, sometimes I think back and I like when you say things, when you say the characters, I'm like, God damn it, why didn't I pick that person? Right. But, well, it, so that's you why you're whole, who you are, and that's why I am who right. I am. I, I don't know how old you are, Justin. I think uh, I'm 34. Got 34. Okay, so I've got a few years on you, so I'm 38. I'm, uh, yeah. But but a lot of, you know, I go to my childhood. What did this effect have on me in my life thinking of characters? So, of course, 92 X-Men. Yep. I'm like, all right, Storm has got to be on my list. Um, and like I said, I've read a lot of different X-Men things over the years, and Storm is always a dominant force in them. And it makes sense. It, it, it does make sense. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like these grid lists will grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. I don't have personal connections to anything from GI, uh, the GI Joes. Mm. Uh, someone killing the children don't have any personal connections to that. So obviously they would yep. never make my list. But I do agree with the Princess Leia. I, obviously, yeah. we both have Jean Grey. I do have, yeah. and obviously, we haven't gotten to Spider Gwen yet. So obviously, no, she, you know, she's, it's one of the I, top I'm guessing two. she's probably up on the. Well, you've been trying to sell me that statue at a. 
<laughs> Galactic Comics for the past couple of weeks. So, so number two there's... is not Spider Gwen. So, and you can guess who number Shocking. one is. Shocking. Uh, number two is not in the uh, Marvel universe. It is not Ooh. in the DC universe. It's not. It's in the Image universe. Oh. It is Michonne. Ah, Walking I Dead. I should have known. I should have known. So there again, we talked. A couple months ago, about doing this, and said at first I said superheroes, and I said no, I have to clarify that again because there is comic books out there, which is great, which a lot of people to know about that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, that are not superheroes. There are great comic yeah. books out there, uh, comic books that I haven't got far enough into, like Undiscovered Country. There's only been nine issues that I'm only allowed to read eight because I didn't get my ninth last night. Um, it's here, it's here. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, but there's like other comic books out there now that I read that are not superhero based comic books that have strong female cool awesome female characters in there Absolutely. and the walking dead is one of those so i've read the walking dead multiple times i've seen the show multiple times and over and over and over again i find how badass michonne is and how like relatable she is for in the tv show when you're watching the tv show she's relatable as a mom even though she doesn't she has kids in the past that have passed away but when she's a mom to um people in the you know with um i'm uh, uh, blanking here but um um rick's kid uh i read this <laughs> uh, De- uh carl god carl, uh, carl she becomes a mom to him in the tv show spoilers the show's been on for many many years so you need to watch it um you are killing this for me uh but also like when she shows up on the comic book she shows up with a hood on and she's got these chains going back, and she's walking two walkers behind her or zombies behind her with yeah. no jo- bottom jaw and, and a holding katana. katana. Right? And it's like, yeah. oh, my God, you couldn't have created a cooler character. And then you find out who she is, and she's got the dreadlocks, and she's just like – she's just badass. And she creates this – and they were awesomely casted her for their TV show and created again they they introduced her with a with a hood and the chains and the, the zombies behind mm-hmm. her walkers on the TV show and then it gets even better because then she gets you know cast to play a koi on Black Panther yep. so Denai yep. Guerrero plays both Walking Dead's Michonne in my I mean I buy Walking Dead from you now the deluxe ones I yep. never actually got a chance to buy the original ones from you but you know my love for Walking Dead we've had discussions in your shop Very much. um uh the fact that she's in now again, the connection between Angela being in both Spawn and in Marvel Universe, yeah. and the actress who plays Michonne who, gets to play Okoye in in, in Black who Panther. Who does a killer job? In oh, her. yes. And so, like that's to me the strong, powerful woman. I think that she's uh, Robert Kirkman created an unbelievable character. Uh, Robert Kirkman becomes is is one of my favorite comic book authors of all time. And so yeah. his writing and her his storyline for her in the comic books is great. But then he continues on to make a great or uh, co-help write with uh, some people on uh, AMC um, her awesome storyline in the TV show. And it's still going. So obviously we know it's ending. Obviously at some point we'll know what's going on with, with Michonne and all that stuff in the future and all that stuff. But like she's a great character in my opinion. And I think the thing that people will always overlook is the fact that she's not a superhero. The fact that right. she isn't, you know, and that's why the Princess Leia for you isn't technically a superhero. Right. Is that aspect of it, and so I think that uh, Michonne number two, it's pretty high, but I think that she has a that lot is, going for her. So. It's high, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I actually just looking. So my bottom three, none of which are superheroes, with Leia, Erica Slaughter, and yep. Scarlet. So yes, that, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm looking for that. That's cool. That's cool. No, that's very nice. 
Um, so my number two is Batgirl. Um, I, I absolutely love the character. New 52 Batgirl is a series I'd recommend to anybody. It's a fantastic comic series. It's great. Um, and that is the character coming back after being paralyzed for years. Um, and she puts the suit back on because it's, it's a need for her. It's a necessity to go out there and try to prevent the, the evils and the crime in Gotham. Um, and, and I don't know, Barbara Gordon is great. So, you know, she's, for anybody who doesn't know, this is, this may be a spoiler. She gets shot in Killing Joke and is paralyzed. Um, and she becomes Oracle. She has this responsibility to all of this, to what it is and what she is, um, to keep going and keep fighting crime in any way that she can. So she's wheelchair bound and she's in the tower and, uh, she's out there patching information across numerous people going through Gotham and all over the world of where is the crime? How are we going to stop it? You know, if this person's in trouble, they need help. Um, so if, I don't know, you go for strong female characters and resilient characters, Batgirl to me was just amazing. I mean, she's just awesome. Um, it, and it's cool how you said that again, because I love how you have someone that high up on your list that I know nothing about, really, like zero right. about. Like, like Wonder Woman, there is some, I have some information about Wonder Every, Woman. Everyone knows Wonder Woman, right? You have But to. like Batgirl, that's a great person to be up there. And that's what's cool about talking to someone who doesn't have, like, if I were to talk to someone who only likes Marvel, basically like right. I do as well, it would be very different lists. Having Batgirl up that high is pretty badass. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, cool. I just, I absolutely love the character. And I think uh, Batgirl is, is a definite pickup for any, anyone that wants to try to, to dive into the DC universe, anyone who wants to get into the Bat universe, because it's, it's broad. Um, but if you're not looking for, for your everyday Batman, because that's the other great thing with Batgirl, she's not Batman at the end of the day, right? Bruce yeah. is, is Bruce. He's Batman. He's, he's, uh, he's reached a point in current writing there that he, he might as well be freaking Superman. He's non-powered Superman. He's unstoppable, right? Batman cures all. So Batgirl is not him. She has some of that technology from Gemini. She's been trained some, this and that. But at the end of the day, she is not Batman. And um, she still tries to step toe-to-toe -to -toe with the, the crime and the villains that he deals with and in the same city that is just – I mean, Gotham is pretty much hell. It's, it's just the worst of the worst. So, um, to me, Batgirl is, is amazing to go out there every night with no need to. She doesn't have to don that suit and go out. Like, Bruce has this, you know, I must do it for my parents thing. She just, she, she just does, right? She goes out. And uh, – I don't know. I, I go uh, back girls number two for me. So here's my question about anybody named girl. Mm. When she grows up, does she become Batwoman or is that? So there's already a Batwoman. I know, but so like, did she become Batwoman? Like, no, no, di different people. Different <laughs> there's already Batwoman, so so she's for, forever gonna have to be Batgirl, and just live with that. You know, she's in her like fifties out there, and she's still Batgirl. Uh, she's trying to stay young at heart, right? I mean... Yeah, well, you know, good for her, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to guess. Who my number one female oh, character? <laughs> I mean, honestly, knowing you as well as I do, I was going to say Wonder Woman until you said there was no DC characters on your list. <laughs> it's Robin. Oh, oh yeah, wait, well, that's not that a female character. <laughs> yeah, that makes well, no, there's girl Robin. There's girl Robin. Uh, it is Spider Gwen, or also known currently as Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider. Um, so the funny thing about Spider Gwen is. First of all, I'll give a little synopsis because I have some notes here. Um, she, her first appearance is in the Edge of Spider-Verse number two. Um, 
she has also was played really, 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 really well by Haley Steinfeld in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, which is one of the greatest movies. I, I would say one of the greatest movies I've ever watched. However, I will clarify that and say one of the greatest animated movies of all time because there is a bunch of great movies out there. But um, so the funny thing, I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that Gwen Stacy was never supposed to come back. That's the coolest thing about it was that Gwen Stacy in, in, in Spider-Man number 121 died in, in 1973. Yes, I know. It's <laughs> on the shelf. And huh, can I do a payment plan? Um, <laughs> so the, the idea that she was not supposed to come back. She was a character that was killed from 1973 until Edge of the Spider-Verse number two. And I forgot to write the year down. It was, it was not that long ago. Um, I don't uh, own Edge of Spider-Verse number two either, so if anybody out there I, I had the third I had the third printing. I had fourth printing, yeah. And I got I sold it because I was like it's nice someone's gonna pay for it right now and I'll get the first printing at some point. Uh, well, I'm looking this up right now, we're doing this because uh, I'm trying to think what is it? Oh fourteen. It's that okay, it's that new. Yeah. So nineteen seventy three until two thousand and fourteen, Gwen Stacy was dead. And so, like, the idea that... Re- reasonably speaking, she's still dead. Well, right? yes. Yes. Right? She's, she's in another universe. Dead. But the character wasn't in a comic book right. for, what, 30, what's that, 41 years? I think there was, there was random clones and, in, in, yeah. But, yeah. For the overall aspect of it, she wasn't yep. a, a mainstream person that you'd read in a comic book every day. Oh my and God. when they created... so. She was also known as Spider Woman. She's known as, like now she's known as Ghost Spider. Um, yeah. But the primary version, so I'm gonna read this little synopsis. So the primary version of Gwen Stacy was killed in the Amazing Spider-Man number 121, 1973. Uh, there was concern over restoring Gwen Stacy to the to life, even in alternate universe form. But uh, was uh, uh, what's his name? Jason Latour was convinced uh, to bring her back, uh, and eventually conceded to bring her back. And now. If you think about female Marvel characters, one of the most impactful and, and most popular Marvel characters that's out there is Spider-Gwen. And she was supposed to be a one-off Edge of Spider-Man, bring her back, this Sorry is kind of cool, and then she's done. And, and she's in a different yeah. universe. She goes back to her own universe, and it's over and moved on. And then she comes out, and I wish I had it right in front of me, but then she comes out. Well, I think it's over here. Yeah. Oh, that's not the one. She there comes out and gets her own series. Yep. This is a var- variant cover of the radioactive Spider-Man. But, um, Very nice. um, she gets her own series, and then it sells insanely well. Oh, and then incredible. It, 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 and so, like, it, the idea – then she's the, one of the co-starring characters of the movie uh, into the Spider-Verse. Um, but, again, I think it's relatable because they – they for the beginning part in Edge of Spider Verse and stuff like that, they didn't kind of like tell you who she was, and then they wanted you to kind of figure out who she was, and right. she found out what she was, and then she got known by Spider Gwen, but she was really supposed to be Spider Woman, right? In her universe, she's Spider Woman because Spider Gwen makes no sense. But the fact, the coolest right. thing I think about her storyline is the fact that people know who she is, right? I mean, she know they know who she is, and she has to deal with her everyday problems. So you know she's a superhero. Uh, she gets arrested at one point for being a vigilant, vigilante yep. and superhero. Um, and that now, if you read the Ghost Spider series, which is one of my favorite current series, that I'm glad they didn't end up just putting on digital 
talk her that, to do that. That was a big, that was a big rumor too. That that was gonna. Well, she's like, I want to live my normal life, but I can't because I'm a superhero. So then she goes to an alternate dimension to go to college, <laughs> so that she can escape what we're doing. And all I can think of in my mind is like male, female, whatever, non-binary, whatever you want to say. The ability to just go to another universe and escape your universe and the problems that you're dealing with in your universe and be a different person in another universe is something that a lot of people out there want. And oh, so for sure, them yeah. to do that, yeah. and so the idea that she could escape her universe and go to a place that no one knows who she is and go to college, even though in her universe she's a very popular superhero who plays right. in a band with Mary Jane yep. uh, called The Mary Janes, and she's the drummer, which, again, another relation is I used to be a drummer. So yeah. all those aspects make me really excited to know that Spider Gwen's there. I will tell you right now, I can't gush too much because my wife can hear me in the other room. <laughs> I think she's my other girlfriend. So don't. It, it's there's. So, I wanted to get us. I talked about a picture of a Spider Man, a Spider Gwen tattoo for my shoulder. She goes, "That's right, kind of right, right. big, right?" I'm like, uh. <laughs> but Spider Gwen's my number one because I think she's again. I don't like the female versions of male characters. But I mm -hmm. think they created her well enough and, and good enough that in the Spider-Verse, the idea that there's multiple universes, to make it so that's like, this is pretty cool. No, this is not Spider-Gwen, a female version of Spider-Man, like Spider-Woman, in the Spider-Man universe. This right. is, if you go to her universe, she's the Spider-Man. Spider yeah, there is no Spider-Man. And there her friend, no Peter Parker, is a friend of hers. Yeah. Like it's not like it's or, 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 she's dead. He's dead. Yes, he's dead. He, he's the Gwen Stacy of her universe, right? <laughs> Spoiler alert! Even though this comic what? book came out six years ago, yeah, I was gonna um, say it was a while ago. Uh, is that that they swap roles? And it's like it, I like that aspect of it with with X twenty three and with the female with with Val, uh, Jane Foster um, being. Thor at one point. It's like it's just a female version of another character. They didn't go to another universe. They just took yeah, Thor yeah. still there and they, you know, but so I Spider Gwen will always be, I think, I think I could probably rotate two through ten. I she would be my number one for the longest time because yeah. again, nice. there's been awesome character or comic book comic books written with Brian Michael Bendis as Miles Morales, um, with Spider Gwen involved because they've got relationships and stuff like that that he she's been an awesome man. The entire Spider-Gwen original series is great. The Ghost Spider series that's coming out right now is amazing. I can just, I wait for those comic books. And it's like, I, I, those are the ones I read first when I get them. And forever are going to be number, number one. My wife just texted me because she could hear me in the room. She said, no <laughs> other girlfriends. Um, <laughs> at least my other girlfriend is fake. <laughs> she's not yeah, real. Not, you weren't even like, what if we meet someday? Yeah, that's not going to happen. nothing. She's fake. Yeah, she's fake. Um, so, so two things. First of all, I, I love Spider Gwen because my six-year-old Emma runs around the house dressed as Spider Gwen. Um, the, she she puts she has a Spider Gwen costume. She loves Spider Gwen. She she watches uh, Into the Spider or Into the Spider Verse. Um, I don't know weekly, probably at least. Um, so so I absolutely love that. Um, and also I am I'm a bit of a bastard because they're, right now they're doing a big uh load up for Christmas sale type deal through uh, the comic distributors. And there's a lot of statues and a lot of figures. And I was like, what is there spider going on here? Cause I was looking for you. You do that to me, man. I'm going to be poor. <laughs> like, <laughs> but there weren't any, so we're safe. There's, so there, there we're done. What's fun. I'm going to have to just make it so that you become friends on Facebook with my wife so that she can buy me stuff. I'll see. Yeah. There we go. So there you go. Well, she's been you in the shop one, before, you know, you, you know. had that one, one, uh, 
statue yep. still, right? Yeah. There's the one statue sitting up there. I moved around too, and I noticed you instantly. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Well, I made the joke to someone the other day that you move it to the right spots, so I noticed it. Like I, one of these <laughs> days, it's gonna, I'm gonna walk up, and no one else is gonna be in the shop, and you're gonna get my pull box, and you're gonna come back, and it's gonna be sitting in the middle of the de- or the thing, like like I'm gonna buy it. Like you just put it there. Mm. I'm like, well, I might as well get it. But now that you have the first Afra and <laughs> What was the other one that I wanted? You have on the, the wall? The, the death of Gwen Stacy. Death of Gwen Stacy. Yep. Those two that are on your wall now. There's no way I'm buying the the, the Gwen the Spider Gwen figurine before I'm buying. Before you get any of the, the those the, two, so. the hot key books you gotta have. Yes. All right. So my number one. Um. So I um. Uh, I absolutely love Guardians of the Galaxy. Reading it. Uh. I saw the movie originally. And um, I, I, I went into it with no, no real Guardians of the Galaxy knowledge, no big, like, expectations for it. Uh, saw it, went and started buying Guardians of the Galaxy like crazy. And uh, absolutely fell in love with the Brian Michael Bendis run. So to me, my number one character, and, and she is the, uh, supposed to be the deadliest woman in the universe, is Gamora. Um, I love it. I love it. I, I love Gamora. I love comic Gamora. And it's funny, you said Gamora, and I was like, ah, and I'm like, you know what? She's my number one. I'm going to wait on it. We'll, you know, we'll get there. Um, so I'm always disappointed a bit with the, um, with the MCU Gamora. Um, she's not, the second movie, I think they did her better than the first, but she is not the consummate badass that she is in the books. Um, in the book, she takes on an entire race. There is a, a horrible race of the Badoon that go out and enslave any planet they can find that is lesser than them. Oh, they don't have weapons and technology that will stop us. We're going to make slaves of them. We're going to kidnap them. We're going to sell their children off. And Gamora being taken by Thanos as a child and her race being killed. Um, you know, this is such a, a, a big, like, thing to her that she hunts the Badoon down. When the Guardians aren't together, you know, Drax is like, I'm going to go kill Thanos because that's his thing. Star-Lord's off doing whatever. Rocket's probably drunk someplace with Groot. And Gamora's killing the Badoon like there's no tomorrow. And she single-handedly whoops this race of lizard, alien, evilness, like goes out and just kicks their ass. So I just, I love Gamora. Um, in the Black Vortex, there is a chance you step up to this mirror and say, I give myself to the Black Vortex. And you're supposed to be able to become the best version of yourself. And not always that that version is necessarily the best. You know, you your best version may really be evil. Yeah. Um, and she does it. And she becomes, like, intergalactic with power. I mean, she is – there is no stepping up to Gamora at that stage. Um, and, and I just I just love the character. So, to me, Gamora was my number one – female character if you want a, a bad ass girl character it's Gamora and she's green like that's the and other thing green. about it like if you think about all the other characters we've talked about like if you think about your your like I said how they sexualize people yeah. um you have like races and colors that we see on earth right you have your black right. women your white women um all of our characters that I have on my list are black or white <laughs> right there's yep, not a green uh, person on my list. <laughs> and my only green is Gamora. And, and that's my only green as well. So that's, that's the, the, the idea that she's not, she's not the, the picture stereotypical uh, comic book character you think right. of. And now, so, so... So to be fair, 
early Gamora is very sexualized. She she yes, is yes, wearing yes. practically nothing. She's pretty much useless. She's kind of a background girl that's following around Adam Warlock. Yes. When Brian Michael Bendis to me took Gamora in Escalator, she wears a a, a battle armor suit. Uh, it's like a space suit, but it's armored. She's armed to the teeth. She is not this like cute pretty girl. She has a quick, you could say a fair like a one night stand with Tony Stark, and was like, "Nah, you're not that good." And Tony's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, because I'm Tony Stark. Yeah, well, in space, you're nothing, buddy. You know, Gamora's like, he was like, I'm, I just got used. <laughs> now you know what it feels like, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you know, how many women has he used on Earth? And uh, guess what? You know, Gamora, nope. Yeah, you're not that great. Uh, off you go and now. I did have her at eight, so like I'll go over right now. So we had you had eight was your number one. Um, yep. I had Spider Gwen at number one. You had Spider Gwen at number six. Six, and then I had six was Jean Grey. You had seven Jean Grey. So we did have three yep. out of ten. Thirty yep. percent is pretty good. Um, what bad. I will say is I'm not. I'm actually kind of surprised that Gamora doesn't jump up higher on my list in a way because of my love for Thanos and the yeah. idea that there's a great. Um, if anybody hasn't read it, I gotta look it up. I'll post it. Let me see if I find it right here. Um, there's a great book. Uh, I listened to it on audiobook. Um, that is, I believe it's between one of the MCU um, Infinity War um, books. Oh, uh, yeah, it's called Marvel Avengers Infinity Wars Thanos. Okay. It's hard to see on here, but um, I don't think it's by Barry Liga, is the guy who wrote it. Um, and it's a great story just about there's there's a multiple books that I read. It was like really cool books that on Audible. I listened to an audiobook in my car on the way to work is um the story behind how he went and basically adopted abducted yeah. <laughs> Gamora. And, yeah, he stole her. Yeah. And, and made her who she is now and then she became she's a badass because of Thanos, but not because yeah. of Thanos teaching her what to do basically, but basically saying, Fight your sister, Nebula and other things like along those lines and that this is based on the comic book or the uh, movie and that's why i picked mcu is because this book that i listened to is also based off of the mcu version of gamora and so like i loved gamora as it but then i also feel like i almost felt bad because i like like gamora enough because of thanos and i'm like i can't use thanos as a reason why i like there's a reason why to have this he abducted character. her <laughs> yeah. yeah um but that's why she's on this list because I, I i think the connection and how badass she became because i don't she would be a normal person sitting on a planet doing nothing if thanos right. so that, so if you think about we talk in this time we live in with covid and all that stuff we try to find the the the, the positive things and things and so right. And in life in general and so on. We just talked about earlier when I picked Shuri as number 10 is the idea that the positive side of Javik Bozeman dying is that she may get an extra stronger role in the future movies. Yeah. I, Not I certainly good so. that he died, but that there's a positive to it. There's something the there. same thing goes to Gamora is that I'm not happy. Again, she's fictional, everybody, just so you know. Um, I'm not happy she got abducted by Thanos, but because of Thanos, she became the woman she is now. And right. so I will say that I'm surprised that she's not higher on mine. Uh, mm. I will also say that I'm surprised she's number one for you, which is awesome. Not in a bad yeah. way, which is really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I was surprised. Um, I wish I would have held back saying that Spider Gwen was in my top one because you would have think once I got to two, you knew what my number one was. But no, it wasn't my um, I, I kind of, when we started this list, I'm like, 
all right, where's Spider Gwen? I'm like, is she number one? Like, let's see if she's number And sure enough, number one, Spider yep. Gwen. Um, right. You know, I should have known Michonne would be number two, and I didn't think of it, and that was awesome. Like, because, um, you know, I've read Walking Dead through a, a good portion of it. I, I'm far way behind. I haven't yeah. read it two or three times over again like you have. Um, and same sort of thing with the TV series, but it's awesome that she was so high on your list. And I think you're right. I mean, her her introduction, especially if you look like relevancy to series of a character, Michonne has got to be one of the top, most relevant characters of Walking Dead and makes that series so much. So uh, by far, it's, it's incredible, yeah. So if we have matching threes, it means that there's 14 other characters, right? Yes. Right. Um. And the cool thing I will say is that Scarlet from um, G.I. Joe, uh, Erica Slaughter, and Princess Leia, and then now Michonne, that four out of those 14 were non-superheroes. Yeah. That's pretty cool, too. It means that people are creating books now that are not just superhero-based. People are creating comic books. Comic book is the, the media you read it in, not the characters that are in it. Comic yep. book is a 25 to 30-page book, or 25 up now because now they're, paying, they're creating – Eight ninety nine, forty seven pages. Yeah, that it's a it's a character in a book that's small, short format that comes out once a week, once every couple of weeks, once a month, whatever it is, and that's badass. And so the excuse me, burp another storm here that we can create, we can read and think about these characters as a their characters, not just superheroes, which is pretty badass. Yeah. Let's read back. So I'll read back on each one of our lists just so we have an update so people know a total thing. Um, so number 10 for me is Shuri from Marvel. Nine is Jane Foster from Marvel. Uh, and I will clarify on that. I said MCU for both of those characters. No, non-MCU for Jane Foster. Non MCU, MCU for, Jane Foster. Uh, for uh, Shuri. Uh, and I will say uh, Jane Foster as Thor is not my favorite. It's more Jane Foster as her as a person, as a character in Back in the Journey of the Mystery. Uh, and the um, the her as Valkyrie is pretty badass right now, so I'll I'll clarify that. Gamora at number eight from Marvel. Angela at number seven from Image and Marvel. Uh, number six is Jean Grey from Marvel. Uh, number five is Scarlet Witch from Marvel. Number four is Jessica Jones from Marvel. Number three is X twenty three or Laura Kenny from Marvel. Again, a lot of Marvel. Uh, number two is Michonne from The Walking Dead in Image Comics. And number one is Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider from Marvel Comics. What's your number? So my, my number 10 is Scarlet from G.I. Joe. Number nine is Erica Slaughter from Something is Killing the Children. Number eight is Princess Leia from Star Wars. And uh, I did say comics because you, you get a lot more of the character in the comic series. Uh, Jean Grey from Marvel is number seven. Number six, Spider-Gwen from Marvel. Number five is Wonder Woman from DC. Number four is Captain Marvel from the Marvel Universe. Number three is Storm from Marvel. Number two is Batgirl from DC. And number one is Gamora from the Marvel Universe. Love it. So those are our recap of those here, you know, right now. So I didn't talk to Paul about this at all. So I want to end this correctly. Um, I'll give you a little synopsis of what we're going to do for the future. So this was pretty cool. I think it worked out well. The, the, the 10 through 6 going over it and just talking yeah. about it because we could do a top five, but this allows us to have a little bit more leeway in that. Uh, yeah. And then just quickly go over it, skim through them, read them off in the future that maybe just completely read off and don't even talk about them. But if there's a certain one in there, it's like, well, I wanted this in my top five, but kind of didn't fit. And so on, we'll talk. Uh, and it ended up pretty well on the, on the time for this too. Um, 
So that worked out really well. And then we'll go through five through one and actually discuss the actual five through one. So I'm really hoping at some point there's a lot of overlap. So there's like this right. talk. And I also hope at some point there's no overlap. That would be a fun one to see you figuring that out. Right. Other side of the poll list that I want to do is eventually talk with Paul and have do. Have you ever seen a part in the interruption on ESPN? I have not, no. Okay. So it was basically they talked about subjects and they argued back and forth. I thought about in the middle of this podcast the idea that I would come up with subjects and then we'd both take a stance on it ahead of time. And okay. then even if you're not 100% against it, but you're somewhat against it, you'd take the against, I'd take the for and the opposite, so on and so forth. Cool. And we'd, argue, we'd do some research and we'd argue our point based on each one. And it'd like be it. cool to like do like a five subject thing like Marvel versus DC or, right. you know, Gee, the girl I wonder what side of that I'm going to get on. <laughs> but that idea, that, so, so maybe we even oh. avoid that just so that's not one of them. But right, we right. could also do a, not a full episode that's based on you give your points on why you think DC is an okay series, a place to be. Right. I'll give my reasons why I always love, love, love Marvel and yep. discuss that. But I think it'd be fine. But what I will that's say cool. is I want to do villains at some point, top 10 list. I want to yep. do artists, writers. I want to do, we're going to talk, um, I want to do non-villain male characters. So just male superheroes, I would say, but like it could be any character, but like non, okay. non-villains. Right. Yep. Um, I think we could do covers, like comic yeah. book actual covers. There's a little bit more research on that, and that may be one of those ones where we have to like, we might have to share that one ahead of time so that I could do some graphics yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah, it, but cool. maybe something we don't show, like so I can look at them on my computer, but mm. that I will splice it in later on to actually have on the screen, but we think it's one of those things we should do is karma, uh, uh, covers. And then that yep. means we could also do artists, our favorite artists that yep. are in comic books. Um, but there's a bunch of different uh, – uh, Scotty Young, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. it. I can't get it. Can't get can't it in there. No. Um, we can do that. I think that would be cool. I think there's, a, there's an infinite, really, number of ways we could do things that are coming out. I'd also love – I mean, if there is – I mean, I know Last Ronin, you're sold out right now. Um, yeah. But there is that also aspect, if we do this once every six weeks or so, that I'd love for Paul to be able to just point out a comic book that's worth checking out right now that he has in his shop. Maybe yeah. bring on Death of Sp- – Gwen Stacy and show it and be like, this is in the shop and maybe we can get some characters, some people, like some comic books that maybe you have in your graded comic books box or whatever. You pull it out and be like, this is really worth it and just promote something. Um, The idea is that this series that comes out once every five, six, seven weeks is the idea that Paul and I can just geek out about comic books. Uh, We were going to base it around a list. We did top 10 female characters in comic books right now. But the idea is that we're going to want to talk about comic books. And so if there's something that makes sense, if six weeks from now we want to do this again and it makes sense to do a specific genre or character or whatever it may be, uh, maybe it's superpowers. Like that would be a cool one too. Just that that could be anything. It could be a bunch of different things. So um, it's up for us to go every six weeks and just geek out about comic books. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty fun. This is a cool list. Uh, It was cool to see that we had about 14 different people that were not the same. Um, yep. or 17 different people, I should say, that's not the same, um, that this is pretty cool. So um, what I will say is that a lot of these comic books uh, may not be number ones available at Galactic Comic Books, but there is something for every single one of these comic books available at your shop. Um, and check it out. Uh, what's your address? 547 Hammond Street in Bangor. And you're open Wednesday through Saturday right now, right? 
Wednesday through Saturday. Yep. At Five night. to nine in the evenings, ten to six on Saturday. And so, and new comic books come out. If anybody's looking to get into comic books, and this is something that they get into, or maybe you have a daughter that's looking to get into comic books, and this female character one is the one, the reason why you listen to this. Um, there are a bunch of ones that are age appropriate. So, like we mentioned, yeah. Jessica Jones is probably not age appropriate. There's some other ones. Someone's killing the children is probably not age appropriate. Not even a little. Uh, no. But there are some of these that we said. Spider-Gwen is age-appropriate. Spider-Gwen would be a great character for you to get into. Um, There's a bunch of other characters out there. Gamora, in a sense, there are some child. Do you carry children's comic books? So I'm working on growing a young adult reader section. We do have some in store, and I'm working on growing that to be a a larger, more encompassing. Um, If you wanted to say, give me a quick uh, female character, um, starting series ms marvel is great it's uh it's who's not on either of our lists well that i'm actually fun, surprised about that read. because currently she's kicking ass in the comic book series she's i huge. think huge she's so. huge yeah yeah joining the uh she's in champions right she was she was in champions and and is huge off and uh, it, it's a fun it's a fun read um i read it and i would recommend it to anybody who has a little girl that says hey i want to get into comic books it's it's a great great series to pick up off of so and also here's the deal um boys can read girl comic books uh you know men can read girl comic books and the opposite little girls can read men comic books and you know so on so there is something for everybody and it's something that i will always say that i got into comic books because i couldn't read not i had very much the same thing yeah couldn't read well and so when i was able to read these little speech bubbles on the top of the pages uh, and I am a 34-year-old human that every single night, the only way that I get to sleep well, traditionally well, is by reading a comic book before I go to bed. And so I read it every night because it gets me off into another t- – I'm a thinker. So when I go to bed, I'm like, why am I going to bed? I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. What am I going to do tomorrow? And so if I read Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider now and I read the comic book or Star Wars, I get in their world. And then it makes me think about their world when I go to bed and not the world that I live in. And so it makes me fall asleep. Yeah. I sleep for better uh, because of it. And so everybody should be into comic books. I think it's a very easy thing to do. And you yep. can get, if you don't want to buy individual comic books, Galactic has a great number of trade paperbacks, which combines comic books into one yep. um, for a pretty good price. You buy it, you read the whole thing. Um, so there is options for everybody out there. And so I like doing female characters because I thought it made us think outside the box. There is a lot of male characters, a lot of villains. Uh, yep. I think female characters made us think a little more. Absolutely. Um, and so in the future, we'll do some cool different ones. If anybody has any recommendations, uh, if you hear any recommendations at your shop, write them down. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. We'll do them at some point. And if it gets pretty popular, we'll do this more. It all depends on I love it. how many comic books people can buy it at galactic comic books so that that this could be paul's only job um that's the goal right <laughs> <laughs> so i really appreciate you coming on and talking comic books again uh i'll post a little image on this screen right now that has all our top 10 lists on it and if you have any questions swing into galactic comic books in bangor and uh, uh check in with paul paul will be able to answer your questions for you he knows a lot about comic books uh or you can message him on facebook at galactic comics facebook page um yep. and you know so on i could also answer com- uh, questions too but really ask paul um <laughs> but i really I'm appreciate you coming on man <laughs> you're a professional you get paid for this <laughs> i gave quotations there paul gets i don't know man you got you take enough of my money <laughs> we're, we're getting there we're getting there to get paid for this <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, Galactic Comic Books on Facebook, uh, Hamlin Street in Bangor, at Galactic Comics on Instagram. Find yep. him online. Uh, Paul will be back in, like, again, we haven't talked about a date. Really set a date down. Five or yep. six weeks, seven weeks, somewhere around there. Um, we'll talk comic books again. Uh, Paul also has action figures and it, figurines and Funko Pops and everything. statues, pops, comic books, trade paperbacks, Pokemon, gaming stuff, board games, you name it. We have it. Come and check it out. We'll have to do a Pokemon episode. I haven't collected Pokemon cards yeah. since I was 15 years old, so it would be cool to do that too. So, I, but Absolutely. Future. Um, thank you, Paul, <laughs> for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Justin.